Hey guys, this is James coming at you from the top of the episode yet again, telling you to go over to iTunes, give us a rating and review, uh, share us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, all the other kind of good stuff. Uh, enjoy the show, guys. The Sports the Stance. Sports. Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Dance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me as always, he's rumored to be in the team that's bidding for the UFC. It's Craig Cowan, everybody. What's happening? Oh, not much, man. I mean, I mean the UFC right now, I'm not going to even touch it. A lot of drama going on over there. I yep, don't want to be a part of, of it. I might take. I think I'm going to pull my bet out. It was it was pretty high. It was in the billions. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, I was going to go suspended with PEDs from the UFC. Uh, I wanted something a little bit more timely, a little bit more political. But if people ever see me, they'll know I'm not on PEDs. Oh, come on. You're ripped, kid. Uh, yeah. Ripping out of my clothes. <laughs> not in a good way. Hey, I mean, join the club. <laughs> um, cool. That's why no one will ever see our faces. <laughs> Until we're famous and then they're just like, yeah, well, whatever. We're getting paid millions to do this. Yeah. Hey, I like that attitude. Even hundred thousands I'll take. We got a lot to talk about today, Greg. Um, and by a lot, I mean almost nothing. Yeah, I mean, we were scraping the bottom of the barrel. This is bad. This it's is, the summer, I mean, but this that's is, that's where this is where our we truly shine. This is bad, bad, not good. When we can make it work for you, the listener. Yeah, yeah. we're doing something special. <laughs> the listener's gonna look at this and be and, and you know see like that twenty minute episode and be like, what what happened? Like July happened. Hey, that might actually get us more listeners. I'll be like, hey, they were short this time. They gotta say something yeah, sweet. Yeah, there you go. Simple and get it done with. Crushed it on the way to my commute. Um, I guess we're going to talk about the PGA British Open uh, and, and a little bit of Tiger Woods. We'll talk a little bit about MLB, a little bit of NFL, I suppose. Uh, Johnny Manziel's in the news. Go figure. Um, Shock. We'll talk about the NCAA uh, Michigan with uh, Jim Harbaugh. And then we got a start bench cut for the Olympics, baby, getting ramped up for it. And that, folks, if you can tell, was James is trying to stretch the show. Stretching it. <laughs> um, but... Before we get to any of that, before we even talk about sports, Greg, how are you? I'm doing well, James. Uh, you know, it's been a pretty boring week. Just been doing some work, going to meetings and stuff for my regular day job. Not fun at all. No. Uh, kind of wishing that I could just not do anything, really, except, you know, catch them all. Are you playing that thing? I'm not, but I keep getting told I should. You shouldn't, first of all. Okay, so I'm going to go on. So this is why you shouldn't play Pokemon Go right I can't now. wait to hear this. Um, did you play the Game Boy game when you were a kid? Yes, obviously. Okay, of course. Um, we're right in the age where they're trying to like market to these people. Yeah, and it's working. It's working. The problem is you can't battle these things. People are just like collecting them. You can battle them. Well, I didn't know. I've I asked people who played them. They don't battle them. Have they found people to go against? Do you just battle them against other people? Like that you? I think so. I don't think that you battle them. You go to the gyms and you battle. Where, where are the gyms? They're apparent. So I. So actually, funny thing is, my brother's wife's sister was at my apartment last night hanging out, and she's like obsessed with the game. Yeah. So we were asking her all the questions, being like, "Where do you go and stuff?" And so she was like, yeah, there's like gyms everywhere. It's like, she goes, I just walked past like a church a few minutes ago. That was a gym. And I just overtook that. I'm like, so how, how do you do that? I'm like, was there somebody standing there? She goes, no, it's just like a thing. 
So it's like a location on the map. And all you do is you go, you enter the gym, and you battle whoever was the gym leader at that time's Pokemon. It, like, takes the person's data from their phone. Oh, which, I hate that. What they have no, in their Pokedex. Like no, I don't like and that. And then they battle. And if you beat them, it becomes your team. There's, like, three teams, apparently. Well, I've also heard that, like, it's just, like, just straight up just rapidly tapping on your phone. Yeah, battle. I mean... No, I don't. I don't want any of that. You know, like, so, like, there's no strategy involved in that. Okay, like, you need to know when you went into a gym. Oh, do I need a healing potion here? Or oh, am I gonna need to kind of like? Am I going against a rock Pokemon? Electric won't work. Yeah, exactly. Like, I need to get my team set up, ready to go. Okay, so that's first. Pikachu reason. ain't gonna do shit against an Onix. The second reason is you can just find these motherfuckers anywhere, and I don't like it. Okay, so I'm at work at my day job. And somebody is just like like throwing pokeballs at a ratatat that's on the desk. I don't want ratatats on my desk. That's not in the wild. That's not hygiene. When you were in the game, you couldn't just like kind of go into a building and all of a sudden a Pokemon was there. No. It was all like fucking walking around tall grass and shit. Where my wife works, I've heard uh, there are tons. Like half, in the office. In the office, like that's garbage. Get like, that out of there. There's a billion apparently. And people are walking like all over the place, being like, "Oh, there's one in this corner of the building. Run!" When you're in an office, it's time to be an adult. Don't play Pokemon. Okay, <laughs> be a man. Get your Game Boy Color out, the purple one, so you can see all the insides exactly. of how the Game Boy works, and sit on your couch and don't leave even on a nice day until you beat the Elite Four. Make sure you have a bag of Cheetos and some Monster. Okay, thank you. Um, awesome. We're going to talk more about that later, by the way. I, I, I hope not. Um, okay, cool. Well, sorry. James, you're by the way, though. So my, my week was pretty boring. How, how was your vacay? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really ooh. good. Sun, sand, beach. Uh, I played some beach volleyball. Ooh. Yeah. Um, ate a bunch of fried food, fried seafood. Big fried seafood guy. I like really? regular seafood, too, but I love fried seafood. Did you go out at night? Yeah, go out. I went out at night, of course. What'd you, what'd you do? Go to any of the good bars? Don't worry about it. We'll talk about it later. Um, all right, cool. So that's our uh, lead-in. That was the most in-depth we've ever heard about you. Yep, there you go. It's a little peek behind the curtain to show Again. you how the sausage is made. <laughs> yep. One day um, you're going to hear a slap after that's been said. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about, I guess we'll talk about the British Open. Yeah, um, that was the biggest thing in sports recently. Yep. Uh so, so yeah, Greg so the said, British you, Open. You told me that uh, who said who you said was gonna. You said Jason Day was gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. <laughs> I also work. I said that Adam Scott was gonna win. How'd that work out for uh, you? We did really well, I think. So uh, Adam Scott tied for forty third uh, at five over, which is Fantastic. good. Fantastic. Uh, and then Jason Day, I don't even see you on here. Yeah, I had a hard time finding him. Uh, Jason Day is tied for twenty second with one over. Which is pretty close to the leader. Henrik Stenson won British Open at 20 under. Yeah, so, you know, one over is only 21 strokes away. Phil Mickelson came in second, which is uh, exciting. Phil Mickelson kind of reminds me of, like, Roger Federer if Roger Federer was, like, half as good. You know? <laughs> what does that even mean? It means that, like, Phil Mickelson, like, Roger Federer, like, made his name on, like, winning all these tournaments, where Phil Mickelson, like, made his name on, like, coming in second on, like, a lot of these tournaments. Yeah, he's come in second, I think, 11 times is what I've heard. Yeah, exactly. What's so, even like, worse is, it's, like, the best golf he's ever played, too, and he's even, he even came out, like, saying that. Yeah. He was phenomenal looking. If you told any golfer going into this weekend they were going to shoot 17 under at Royal Troon, they'd be like, I'll take it. That guarantees me, most likely... A victory. Right. Especially when you look at third place, 
which was a nice six under, I believe. Uh, which the third place was six under, which yeah. is the largest def- like difference between second and third ever in a major. I mean, the fact that there was an eleven stroke difference between third and second, and the guy that won still had a three stroke lead on second, uh, it's just like ridiculous. Twenty yeah. under, both uh, Heinrich Stenson and Phil Mickelson both shot sixty threes. Phil shot it in the first round of the tournament. Stenson didn't when it mattered in the last round of the tournament. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Only the second time ever a 63 has been shot in the final round of a major. Uh, so that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Three, I mean, three it was Americans just, in the yeah. top five. Mickelson, J.B. Holmes, and Steve Stricker. Uh, so take that, England. <laughs> Boom. Apparently, Royal Troon's like a great place for U.S. golfers. Every time it's been there, except for this time now, like the past three or four times, oh, apparently an American has won. I don't really know what Royal Troon is. Uh, I mean, neither do I. I just kept hearing it said a lot. I know that the next Open is in Royal Birkdale. It is. Um, Maybe we'll see Tiger there. Probably not. Um, so our uh, golf analysis, Greg, uh, came up pretty short. It did this time. Did you watch this tournament? I watched, uh, I watched most of Sunday. I watched a little Thursday, uh, a little bit of Friday. I caught bits and pieces in the morning. Uh, so, you know, I thought Phil had a really good chance to win it overall, especially after that first round. He looked phenomenal. And, I mean, he didn't really let up. He did the typical Phil Mickelson shots where he was just hitting things, going for it, going crazy. Uh, but Stenson just, the Swede did it. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch this tournament. I don't really watch golf. I have no opinion. Fantastic. I'm sure the sports world is going to love to hear that. I did watch the U.S. Open with Dustin Johnson. That was fantastic, and that was really good. Um, this one I did not really watch. You were on vacation. I at least know who Henrik Stenson is. I don't know who J.B. Holmes is, to be honest with you. I know Phil Nicholson and Steve Stricker, and then Rory came in fifth. Um, and then you have your Sergio Garcia's, your Dustin Johnson's, um, all that kind of stuff. I don't really know who J.B. Holmes is. Is he good? Is this promising? Uh, I mean, he's not bad. He's, he's been slowly like on the rise. He'll hit rough patches here and there, but he's not a bad golfer at all by any means. He makes, he's made the think the Ryder Cup last time. Or, he's ranked thirty third in the world. He's from Kentucky. Um, that's cool, I suppose. Drinks I, a lot of bourbon. I like American. Um, cool, very nice. Any lasting thoughts on the British Open, Greg? Not really. I mean, it was this. It was just a runaway of the top two, which it made it exciting at least for the final round to watch. They were going. They were tied through the final first nine holes. And it's just, it was just one of those good matches to watch. Usually you don't have something as competitive, but you also don't usually see the two guys just completely dominate the field. And I also like the fact that even though Phil lost, he still got an award. He got like a silver plate. That's good. That Plates usually doesn't good. happen. <laughs> um, cool. Very nice. So oh, fun fact though. Yeah. So the winnings, because of Brexit, you know, because that's been amazing for the economy over there. Right. Phil Mickelson lost out on like $109,000, I believe, than he would have if they had done it the week before the Brexit occurred Ooh. in prize money. Mm. So thanks, Brexit. Thanks, you Brexit. You just cost Phil his kid's college fund. Good job. Yeah. yeah I, think Phil, I think Phil Mickelson's doing okay. Um Okay, moving on to the MLB. Uh, lots skip of skip over Tiger. Oh, we're gonna stick. Who cares, dude? Okay, you want to talk about Tiger? Tiger yeah. Woods is not playing. Still, he, it's the first time he's ever missed all majors. I don't care, dude. It's impressive. When's the last time that Tiger Woods has been relevant? He got hit with the golf club well, in two thousand eight. I mean, he's always relevant. He's not always he relevant. No, People are drawn to Tiger Woods. No, not anymore. Yes, I don't care about Tiger Woods. Well, everybody else does. He's forty. Yeah. 
and he's still jack more jacked than most of the guys playing. Then play. Oh, he's got a bad back. Well, then no, that you know, like that's why. See, I don't All care. Right, just one question: Will Tiger ever win another major? No. Will Tiger play in another major? No. Sorry, there was a second question. <laughs> no. Tiger Woods is garbage. Tiger Woods is a garbage guy now. Like goodbye, garbage man. Wow. Yeah, I read that one piece on him that um, Wright Thompson did on ESPN, and that was super interesting. I think that he's an interesting guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, he, he had that whole scandal, and what was it? It was in 2009, dude. Like, that was the last time that Tiger Woods was relevant at all. You want to know what year it is, Greg? Take a guess as to what year it is. I saw this yesterday on a calendar. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with, like, 2016. Seven years ago! Yeah. It's seven years ago. But he won. He won three years ago. Well, what did he win three years ago? A tournament. Which tournament did he win? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was an important one. It wasn't a major. No. He won his last major of the U.S. Open in 2008. Except, hey, kind of weird. His dad said like a long time ago that he predicted his son would win 14 majors. Guess what he's at, James? 14 majors. Okay. I didn't let you guess. Sorry. I I, I wouldn't have guessed because I you know. You think he's garbage? I get it. We got we got that. He's a garbage guy. Hey, uh, let's let's also. Let's talk about other things that were relevant in 2008. You want to spend the rest of the podcast talking about things that are 2008? How do you think Paul Pierce is going to do this year? I think he's going to do fantastic. Yeah. I think the Celtics actually have a really good chance of winning the finals. Okay, very good. Hey, Matt Castle, what do you think about him? Wait, was that the year Brady got his knee hurt? Yeah. Oh, okay. Was. I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. I think he actually will get the Patriots really close to the playoffs, but just miss. Okay, cool. Hey, 2008 in sports on Wikipedia. I'm actually pulling this up right now. Let's <laughs> talk about say, all the other things. You seem we're... to know a lot about this year Let's all of a sudden. Let's talk about all of a sudden the things that we're going to. Granted, hey, um, they're all Boston related. <laughs> yep. Uh, hey, uh, Detroit Lions lost every single regular season game in 2008. What do you think about the Detroit Lions this year? I think they're probably going to have to draft like Matt Stafford. I don't know if he was on the team at that point. He might have been. Yeah, fair enough. Um, hmm, let's see here. Uh, I think Calvin Johnson will only take about another eight or nine years of that losing type mentality, and then he'll retire randomly. Yeah. Um, hey, the, the Philadelphia Phillies played the Tampa Bay Rays in the World Series. Um, I hey, think the Phillies are going to win. How is uh, how how? And I think you... I might attend one of those games. <laughs> what do you think about uh, What do you think about Ryan Howard? What do you think about Chase Utley? Uh, Chase Utley <laughs> is still going to be a great second baseman, even in the year 2016. Just a weird prediction. Ryan Howard, by that time, people are going to say, "Why did we give him so much money? He's garbage." The University uh, of Kansas Jayhawks defeated the Memphis uh, Tigers in the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. Uh, the Jayhawks' Mario Chalmers was named Most Outstanding Player. What do you think about Mario Chalmers? I think he's going to be only an okay guard in the NBA. I think he's going to be mostly a backup. He'll win a few championships, probably with whatever team he ends up on. Maybe in the South, some team like Miami. Who knows? Uh, but I do think what's going to happen in Memphis, scandals. Scandals. And then coach is going to leave for a way better program. I think it's so, Calipari, right? He doesn't have that many history with scandal. Uh, yeah, not, nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Uh, what else can I we know talk surprising about? a lot about 2008 uh, now, don't I? Not bad. Um, uh, we're down to the golf section. Tiger Woods wins his last tournament. <laughs> so there we go. This is exciting. I like this. Let's, keep, let's go through the year of 2008. Just go um, through the year of sports. Every, this could be a segment. This year in sports. Syracuse won the 2008 New Division One Men's Lacrosse Championship. I thought you were going to say basketball. I was like, I do not remember that. And I'm pretty sure you just did the Just talking Jay about Hunts it. Did. Um, the Detroit Red Wings won the Stanley Cup. Um, what do you think about Henrik Zetterberg? Hockey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So that's my point. Tiger Woods, get out of my life. Um, okay, cool. Good. 
talk about <laughs> golf. And and moving on to the MLB, Greg. I was going to say good back in the future talk. Back to the future? Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Next time you bring up something that was relevant in 2008, I'm going to pull up this Wikipedia page. <laughs> um, I'm just going to pull up something every year, like a random year, and we'll talk about those sports. Yeah, maybe. Um, there's a couple milestones that are coming with two other people that were relevant eight years ago. Um, let's talk about Ichiro and A-Rod. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Right now, the MLB, the news isn't that big. Let's talk about the, the first story on MLB.com right now. First story is... Mets beat Cubs. Yes. So ESPN is following the same suit. Uh, their top top four stories on ESPN, their homepage, not even just like regular, just MLB, all sports page. Their top four on their mobile website is the Mets escape, their closer escapes, the jam. The next story, Cubs missed opportunities against the Mets. Story to that, five things we learned Tuesday about the Cubs and... How many way, the fourth story, how many ways the New York Mets win will be unlikely? Was unlikely. Hmm. So the top four stories about one game. Yeah, I mean, there's just like, you know, there's some cool stuff happening in the MLB right now. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. We're both Red Sox fans, so it, it, hey, it's probably going to be a little bit. Beat the Giants. Pomeranz is going to make his debut tonight in Fenway. Might as well do it against the National League team. Might as well. Um, you know, other exciting things are happening in the MLB right now. Um, for example, they're auctioning off the third base that was used in the first three innings of the All-Star game. Ooh. So I want that. That could go for a solid $200. But, um, yeah, so some big milestones, though, coming up. Ichiro Suzuki, who, you know, bursted onto the scene 2000-2001, so, you know, a long time ago. Won Rookie of the Year MVP his first year in the league. Came over from Japan where he already accumulated over a 1,000 hits. So, you know, he was already a big deal over there. Came over here. He's approaching 3,000 hits in his MLB career. So, you know, that's impressive. And uh, he's only, I believe, six hits away at this point. He's not an everyday player for the Marlins. uh, But, you know, he plays often enough that he'll still get hits. He has, like, uh, 59 hits so far this year. Uh, When he gets his chances to hit, he's hitting pretty well. He's about 350 hitter. So, you know, that's pretty good. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, the big talk with him has been Idro has now more hits in his playing career overall than Pete Rose did, who is known as the hit king. But is it more impressive that Ichiro has more hits overall in his career, or do you not consider it as impressive because not all of them came in the MLB James? I, I don't know. I mean, it's tough because I don't want to diminish the Japanese Baseball League, which has a really thriving... Um, economy really great league but i just feel it feels weird to me to count hits from two different leagues you know all all together and i mean i don't know i mean i guess a hit's a hit but there's a reason why japanese players come over to the you know major league baseball there's a reason reason why you know cuban players come over to major league baseball there's a reason why you know canadian players come to major league baseball this is where the best competition is yeah exactly I, so I don't know. I, I just I, it feels weird to me to you know. I mean, like, are we gonna count all of, like, are we gonna count all of Kristaps Porzingis's like points in the Euro League when we count up his his total career points? You know what I mean? No, and I mean that's why he started at zero when he came to the MLB. So I mean, the fact that he's actually getting close to three thousand in sixteen seasons, very impressive. That's good. I mean, he's gonna get it this year, no doubt about it. Um, he's he's a surefire Hall of Famer. Yeah, no doubt. 
Um, he's, I mean, the guy's had an impressive career. He's 42 now, but he's got 10 gold gloves, almost 3,000 hits, as we said. He wasn't ever a power guy, but he he hit singles like nobody's business. He yeah, had 262 hits in a record-setting year for uh, one of the years that he played. I can't remember the year off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure about 200 of those were singles. Yeah, I went to <laughs> Seattle earlier this year as listeners of the podcast know and he's still revered over there man uh, there's pictures of him all over the place uh he did a lot for that community well he was part of that big 2001 team that ended up falling short that people thought could uh, easily crush through the world Series. right but he was he was more than just that i mean he was a mainstay there for a long time and yeah. uh you know there is a pretty predominant asian community over there and they, they had like a nice sports star to root for which was awesome so yeah, it was. Uh, i think ichiro is great um, I don't think that he's going to be considered one of the greatest hitters. Well, he's probably going to be considered one of the best baseball players of all time. But, you know, he's still not the hit king. He's still not Pete Rose. He'll be known as one of the best. Not one of the best. He won't be top 100 players. Yeah. But he'll definitely be top 50 hitters average-wise and all of that considered of all time just because of his consistency to get on base. The thing with baseball is baseball is so obsessed with trying to figure out, like, how people stack up with in uh, you know next to different eras yeah like, the MLB, nba does the same thing nba sort of does the same thing but not necessarily with 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 statistics as much it feels like no i mean it's, with rings yeah yeah definitely with rings with rings the MLB, nba does that but with statistics that's what baseball does like i don't know no one no one's trying to figure out who's got the most points in nba i mean i guess kareem abdul jabbar does right yes um he but does, I think, Carl Malone second. Most points Something. in NBA history. This is exhilarating podcast stuff. Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Carl Malone is second. Boom. Uh, Kobe Bryant's actually third. That's not surprising. Uh, and then Michael Jordan's fourth. But, like, no one's – I don't know. Like, for some reason, I just don't think that everyone's, like, trying to be like, oh, who's got the most hits? Everyone's just trying to figure out who's got the most rings. Like, it, yeah. it, it feels to me like, in, you know, NFL, nobody does this because everyone's kind of acknowledging the game's changing. It just feels to me like no one acknowledges that baseball is different than it was in 1970, in the 1970s when Pete Rose was playing. I mean, but it's not, for the most part, when you think about it. Baseball is one of those few games that doesn't really change. NBA, you have different style of offenses that have emerged. I mean, you see in like the early 2000s, it went from more of a defensive-minded type league to all, all of a sudden speed. Uh, you know, get down the court as quick as possible. The Suns kind of introduced that up-tempo, you know, type of offense with D'Antoni. And then the NFL became more, went from away from the 50-50 ground and pound type teams to, hey, let's set five guys wide and just air it out all over the field. Oh, what's this? Our tight ends now can catch two? Let's just keep throwing it. Why, why limit ourselves? So, I mean, but when you look at baseball, it's still balls and strikes, guys just stepping in the box, swinging away. Nothing's changed except some of the ballparks. Yeah, but you want to know what has changed? The demographics. Yes. 30% of uh, almost, okay, so 28.5% of MLB players in, 2000, in last year, in 2015, were born outside of the United States. Okay? And that's, I mean, <laughs> like, but let's take a look at whatever, whatever it was. What is it called? Um, so in 1970, we'll call it 1975. Because that's when Pete Rose uh, came into the league. Okay. Um, well, actually, no, he came into the league in 1963. Okay. So Pete Rose came into the league in 1963. Just a few years off. Yeah. 
1963, 80% of the league was white. 11.7% was African-American. 8.2% was Latino. And a whopping 0% were Asian. Going down to 2012, which is where we have the most recent data, uh, 63.9% of the league is white, 7.2% of the league is African American, 26.9% of the league is Latin American, and 2% of the league is Asian. So I'm not saying that that means that there are better players in there, but what I'm saying is when you can draw from a larger talent pool, the talent collectively gets larger and larger as we yeah. go up. So when you're facing different kinds of talent, you inherently have to change how you kind of look at the game, right? I mean, the biggest difference changes have probably been type of bats, pitches that pitchers come up with. Speed has definitely become a major factor, especially for pitchers. You have guys like Aroldis Chapman throwing 105. I think the thing that just bothers me is baseball is so up its own ass about its history. Yeah. Like, I think that that's, like, that's such a tw- it's such a 20th century way of looking at things. I mean, the only, th- only thing I'll argue with, really, is hitting-wise, you'll always be able to kind of compare because hitting's not really changing. The thing that you can never really compare is pitching from today to back then. Pitching is completely changed. It's the only thing that's really but why can remarkably you say, but, but how changed. can you say that pitching is completely changed, but then hitting hasn't changed? Because hitting, I mean, it's still basically the guy getting the bat, going for a first double, triple. Pitching's changed because you don't have guys like Cy Young pitching every other day. Yeah, you don't but, have David Price getting on the mound every other day to throw eight or nine innings. So if you do that, shouldn't you be able to get more hits now? This is what I'm saying. Like, you can't, like, this is, they're so interconnected. You can't say that pitching has completely changed, but hitting hasn't changed at all. I'm, no, what I'm saying is pitching changed a lot more. Hitting hasn't, for the most part, I mean, yeah, there's different ways but to look like at They're hitting. so interconnected. Like, you can't I say, know they're connected, but the approach to each one is different now. Pitching, like I said, you get pitchers four days rest. You have five guys. It used to be you had like three guys, maybe at most, and they'd pitch. Two games in a day, a game every other day. They throw 160 pitches just to do a complete game. Where now it's like, don't let him go over 100 pitches. He may tear something. Yes, but then that effect, that directly then affects hitting. Yeah, because you have technically less of a talent pool pitching towards the end, and you or you have fresher people. Hits. Like this is the thing. Like that's that's what I'm saying. It directly affects that. Like if Pete Rose is playing was 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 uh, going against a guy who's pitched, you know. Who consistently pitched 160 innings every couple of days? Of course he's gonna get all the fucking hits. Like he's he's, he's hitting against somebody who's gassed. Yeah. You know, like I don't know. That's, no, what, that's I, what I'm I get saying. I get your argument. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. I hope I, you do. I understand extent. what you're trying to say, but what I'm saying is you can't say that one thing is completely 100% different without saying that. Like the other thing that's directly connected to it is also completely different. It's true. I mean, I get it, but I'm I'm just gonna hold by it that pitching pitching's changed, but hitting really hasn't. Okay. So that's the only stats I think you can really compare, like all the OPS, WAR, all that stuff. I don't I don't care about. Why I don't mean, you care about that? I care to an extent, but it's, I mean, there's better ways to measure things in baseball now. I don't. Know. Not just tape measures. Yeah, not just not tape. just how far the dingers went. Exactly. Um, whatever. We're gonna go by good Ichiro talk. Yeah. Um, moving on to a rod. Mo- moving on to a rod. <laughs> um, moving on from the good guy to the bad guy. Uh, it depends on what your perspective is. I guess. My perspective is also bad. Yeah. Right. Um, so, the uh, reason we bring up A-Rod is he is almost at 700 home runs for his career. Would be the third guy ever to enter that, fourth guy to ever enter that club. Uh, so, that'd be an impressive feat. He's four away. But uh, what I found interesting about it is A-Rod doesn't really get to play much right now. 
He's kind of a DH once in a while, pinch hitter. I mean, he's not the A-Rod of old. And I was actually reading an article by Buster Olney, you know, big-time famous baseball writer. So I, I take anything he says pretty seriously. Uh, and he was talking about, you know, A-Rod just recently hit his 696th home run. Very impressive. But he was going on talking about if the Yankees decide to be traders at the deadline, they might want to see what their young talent has and just let them keep playing. He goes, guys like Mark Teixeira and A-Rod, basically just leave them on the bench. Don't, don't have them play. Give the other guys a chance. And it's interesting to think that his last home run, he was saying, for A-Rod, could be basically the last one A-Rod has a chance to really hit this season. And I can just only imagine. Imagine you're A-Rod and you're four home runs shy of 700. All you basically want to do is just get your bats. If the Yankees aren't in it, I feel like they should play A-Rod, let all the other young guys be around him, keep him at DH, let him go for it. Because I kind of want to see him get to 700. People thought he was going to be at that number like six years ago. But, you know, with all the injuries, the scandal, the suspension for the year because of drugs that they connected him to, it just didn't happen. But Yeah, I, I just I can't see a situation where they're not going to let him uh, hit it. Uh, I don't know. The Yankees are kind of like a train wreck this year, and yet they're still somehow like... Somewhat relevant? Yeah, they're still somehow like at, at 500 um, or a little bit above 500. Um, yeah, I, I can't see a situation where they're not going to let him hit it. Um, it's the Yankees. It's A-Rod. They're paying him a ton of money. Um, well, that could be the reason because if he hits 700, I think he gets a bonus. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, I don't know. I, I bet he gets to it. I bet they both get to it this year, and that'll be fun. You'll have A-Rod, Ichiro, and David Ortiz all, like, you know, basically talking, being talked about in a season where... You know, I mean, you, you got a lot of young guys out there as well. So, I I don't know. I mean, I don't have much of an issue with A-Rod getting it or not getting it. No, I think he should get it. I mean, I want to see him get it. I think that A-Rod should get it. I think that he should be in the Hall of Fame, frankly. I mean, I don't like the guy. I think that he's kind of a scumbag. But, no, but you know, at the end of the day, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. People like him, Barry Bonds deserves to be in there. Whatever you can say about it, Bonds never technically failed a test. Put him in. Yeah, I don't, I don't, so, I don't care if people fair, failed PED tests. Yeah, it was illegal, but like you know, it's not everybody thing with, did it. It's, it's nothing with baseball up their own ass. It's like it's crusty old white guys who are talking about whether or not these people should be in the Hall of Fame. Like no. you never even played baseball. Yeah. Bro. It's one of the like, biggest issues I have with it. I mean, like just let it. The players really like the players. Barry Bonds is one of the best players I've ever seen, and A Rod is one of the best players I've ever seen. Put them in the Hall of Fame, yeah. dude. Like, I don't care if on. you have to have another wing that's just for that. Technically, you could say it's a different era. But old guys like Kozik and Saquon guys are like, before there was testing, we were juicing up. Everybody did it. It wasn't like a thing that came out of nowhere all of a sudden in the 2000s and guys yeah. are just jacking themselves up. But, I mean... Yeah, it makes no sense Like you said, let them in. Put them in the hall. I don't care if you have to put them in a separate wing. Create an own wing for them. But they deserve to be there. They were one of the best... They were the best players like of all time. You have two of the guys that have hit two of the top four home run hitters of all time. May not be in the Hall of Fame. That doesn't seem right. That makes no sense at all. And let Pete Rosen, while you're at it, just because. Put him in the wing with all the other guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, next one up, we have the NFL. Uh, I'm not totally ready to talk about the NFL right now, but Johnny Manziel's been in the news for the last couple... Like months. Months. Years. years. Um, it's nice using him we had there. Thank you. Uh, so... You know, Johnny Manziel was a drug addict, or he's not a drug addict, or he went to rehab, didn't to go rehab, to rehab, didn't go to rehab, um, wore you know, a wig, didn't wear a wig. He's just a weird dude, man. I don't think that this guy's ever going to come back and make himself, uh, make a name for himself in the NFL, but he claims he's going to. 
Yeah, uh, Texas A&M posted like a throwback video to him running around scrambling all over the field. Apparently touched Johnny in the heart and the feels a little bit. Came out being like, hey, Agonation, love this. Gonna remember it. Gonna make you proud. I'm coming back. I promise you that. I'm gonna like make turn my career around, basically. He thinks at some point an NFL team's gonna be like, hey, yeah, Johnny, we'll, we'll sign you. We'll give you a chance. I don't know if any NFL team's gonna do that. I mean, he's automatically basically guaranteed getting suspended probably for at least four games because he's been blatant with his drug use and alcohol use. So the NFL's gonna suspend him for some way. Because guys that aren't blatant about it and get caught get four games. So I can only imagine somebody that is out and about about it being like, hey, look at me smoking and all this like shit. Like what what team is looking at Johnny Manziel and being like, he's worth it. Like, let's check it. Let's check it out. Like based on any of his Cleveland? production, based on the way. Yeah. Oh, wait. He already had his chance there. Yeah. Like based on like, let's go down the NFL roster right now and kind of see who the fuck is taking a chance on Johnny Manziel right now. All right. So let's start. We'll start in the AFC East. Okay. Patriots? Yeah, probably. <laughs> this will be my chance to do it to you. Jets. Um, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me. Who do they have right now? Like, Geno R- Smith. R- Geno Smith. They don't even have Fitzpatrick. They haven't signed him yet. Um, okay, well, Geno Smith uh, doesn't do drugs. It's true. Buffalo. Okay, who do they have right now? They're, Rex Ryan. Uh, they're, well, yeah, but what's Tyrod Taylor. It's, it's Tyrod Taylor still? Okay. Uh, Tyrod Taylor doesn't do drugs. This is fun, actually. Yeah, it's Miami. Tannehill. Oh, Miami. Tannehill. Um, Tannehill doesn't do drugs. Uh, Cincinnati. Mm, Andy uh, Dalton. I was going to say Red Rocket. Doesn't do drugs. Is a redhead. So that's a maybe. That's a maybe. But still doesn't do drugs. Pittsburgh. Big Ben. Uh, Big Ben. Fat guy does drinks. Not drugs. Potentially drugs girls. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Too soon? Come on. He's married and has a kid now. Too soon? He's cleaned okay. up. Uh, doesn't do drugs. Won a Super Bowl. No. Uh, Baltimore, Flacco. Oh, Flacco. Might not be elite. Ooh, but is he elite? Is he elite, though? I don't know. Definitely doesn't do drugs, though. Elite? Maybe not. Cleveland. Yeah. Does he get a second chance? Cleveland. RG3. Might do drugs. I mean, based on his tweets, yeah. You never know. Might do drugs. Um, probably not Cleveland. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go no there. Houston, Osweiler. Osweiler. Gotcha. Good looking dude. Oh, okay. Good looking dude. Um, didn't see that coming. Couldn't couldn't see. Uh, don't know whether or not he's doing drugs. Throws a downward pass. Let me just remind you of that. Yeah, throws a downward pass. Tall guy. Tall, tall dude. Um, probably not in Houston though. All right, Indianapolis. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Um, that guy's a nerd. He doesn't do drugs. So no. Jacksonville. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Another good looking dude. Balding. That's a that's a red flag. It you is. I don't like the quarterbacks balding. Um, Not this early in life, at least. Just go all the way or don't. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's what I always think about when people are balding. Like, or at least get Rogaine to sponsor like, you. Get some money, at least, out of it. Well, just, like, just do it. Just commit to the commit to the intensity. You know what I mean? Um, uh, but still doesn't do drugs. So, no. I think you should do, like, the shave the middle part, but keep the sides. Mm. Uh, all right. Uh, Tennessee. Who Mariota. Oh, it's Mariota. Yeah, Come on, I got you. I, I'll tell you who it is. Definitely does not do drugs. Um, so, probably no in Tennessee. Denver, Mark Sanchez. Ooh, I, I, I don't know. Mark Sanchez also seems like I watched that Hard Knocks with Mark Sanchez. And Manzo has a shot in Denver. I think. What's that? Manzo has a shot in Denver. Maybe marijuana's I mean, legal, baby. Oh yeah, hey, that's true. It's it's legal, so we're gonna go maybe in Denver. Uh, Kansas City, Alex Smith. Alex Smith does not do drugs. The name like Alex Smith. No, you don't do drugs. You played at Utah. You yeah, don't do drugs. Oakland, David Carr. De- uh, is it? Uh, it's David, right? Not Derek. Derek Carr was the Houston. Derek Carr was Houston. Okay, cool. Uh, I like David Carr. 
Um, he's cool. Um, he kind of seems like he got a little swagger to him. Not a drug swagger. No. Just like a regular, regular swagger. Maybe like a Jack Daniel swagger. Yeah. Uh, San Diego. Philip Rivers. Rivers. He's got Bolo. too many kids to do drugs. Bolo tie and all. He's got, he's got so many kids, dude. He can't do drugs. <laughs> so many kids. I'm, I'm going to go spoiler alert on then all of the NFC. They don't do drugs. So the answer is maybe in Denver. <laughs> Where drugs are semi-legal. I was going to give San Francisco a chance just because with Chip Kelly, you never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> I don't think that Colin Kaepernick does drugs. Um, I think that, you know, he has a weird haircut every once in a while. Like, he goes with the fro, and it's not a good look for him. And don't forget, Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston, steals, doesn't do drugs. Steals and doesn't do drugs. Yep. Um, I mean, I can't. I'm looking down the list right now, and, there, and there's no one else here that, that does drugs. Do we consider Tony Romo doing drugs? Because he's on so many painkillers from all the back surgeries and things that he said. Tony Romo is too too peppy and preppy That's true. to do drugs. Okay. Um, so, answer is um, maybe Denver Broncos. You got like one drugs chance, Johnny. Semi legal. Yeah. So, that was um, Does this quarterback do drugs? Good, good. That good was one. a good segment. I, that was a great segment, actually. Really good, actually. That was I a surprise really segment. Like yeah. We threw him for you. <laughs> yeah. Special edition. Does the quarterback do drugs? I like well, it. we'll come back halfway through the season. We'll see if anybody still does hey, not do drugs. Any new developments? Any new developments? We'll be here with it. <laughs> Um, cool, very nice. So Johnny Manziel, good luck. So the other, the other fun NFL story because you know the NFL is so riveting right now with nothing else happening is uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars will have a packed stadium for once in their life. Do you want to know how, James? How, Greg? They're having a Pokemon Go safari inside the stadium. So apparently, they're so desperate to actually feel like people love their football team, they're having. Pokemon Go set up a like self-guided tour around their stadium. Well, they'll have gyms, Pokestops, different Pokemon, and the first 100 people to complete, or first 1,000 people to complete this whole self thing safari that they'll have going on get a special gym badge. And I can only think that it's something related to the Jaguars, hoping that I'll get those thousand people to be like, hey, you know what? I got a special gym badge. Got to go protect my gym. Got to go to season ticket games every single game. And just support. So at least they'll have maybe a thousand people show up. Yeah, uh, Greg, this is the worst idea that anyone's ever had. Okay, I don't want my football stadium packed with nerds. Okay, I don't nerds. want people who are obsessed with staring at their phone, looking at imaginary statistics, and trying to figure out which team of assembled group of roster can beat another one. Okay, I want people who play fantasy football in my in my state. Because those guys aren't nerds. They're guys like us. Not nerds. I don't want people who are kind of obsessed with numbers. I don't want people who are obsessed with trying to find the next greatest and best thing on their applications on their phone. I want football fans that go with in their the gut. stadium. Um, I don't want people doing little monsters. I want, you know, like little monsters fighting each other. I want the Jaguars and the Falcons to play and beat each other. Okay? I want the Jaguars, Titans, color rush that are so hideous. The Giants that and the Titans. That makes puke. Beating up on each other. No little, no monsters. Just the Giants and the Titans. No Pikachu's. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, Jaguars get it together. Yeah, that's what I said. I mean, just just make your team better. People will show up. You don't need to offer fake creatures that nobody can see in real life. Yeah. Just saying. Um, la- uh, another thing that we want to touch on, I guess, is the Jim Harbaugh rap video. Um, for those who haven't heard it, I guess we're gonna play it now. Yep. So here it is, real quick. Yeah, so uh, that was uh, that was interesting. 
Um, what are your takes on that? You're a rap expert, James. I'm a rap expert. Um, I oh maybe we can do a little bonus star, uh, SBC on rap. Uh, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll next, do that another time. Yeah. Um, I do consider myself a hip hop connoisseur. Um, and what was this song called again? Uh, who do, who has it better than us? Yeah, well, nobody. I, I probably should have figured that out because it's basically the only thing they said. Yeah, it's um, it no, Jim Harbaugh just shouting that the whole time. Not a bad beat. I didn't hate it. Um, I don't know. I am not a fan of team specific songs, especially when it comes to hip hop songs or just any songs in general that are like team specific. Well, apparently, this whole like quote of who has it better than us? Nobody was something the Harbaugh family does. Yeah. Like their real life O'Doyle rules. Gotcha. So apparently as kids and stuff, they would shout this during their games and stuff because they were just that cocky. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like that aspect of it, but I'm talking about just like a full on song about a team. I don't like that kind of thing. Yeah. And plus, if you're going to get a rapper to do it, get somebody that people know. I mean, who's the who's the best University of Michigan rapper, though? I don't care if they're from University of Michigan. Just get somebody. Like, the one exception of, like, a team song that might work is I think that Prince wrote a song for the Vikings one time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard a bunch of Red Sox songs in my life, but they're all pretty bad. Yeah. So. Um, let's see. We'll do... Um... Let, let, let's let's see University of Michigan alumni and see if we can have any... Um... Alumni rappers. I don't know if they're going to do alumni rappers. I mean, the only here. person that comes to mind that I know has done a rap song that went to the University of Michigan is uh, the guy from Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy. He did a rap song. Yeah. Uh, wasn't good. Um, we're going to go on. Uh, University of Michigan Arts and Entertainment alumni. Um, <laughs> let's see here. We got film, producers, graphic arts, music. Okay, cool. Let's check it out. Um, okay. Um, shows there's nobody good from Michigan rapping. Let's see here. There was, um, give me like Tupac. That'd be hysterical. Doesn't seem like I don't really know any of these people. Exactly. So point made. Hmm. Jim Harbaugh is the best rapper oh. Michigan has. Oh, oh, hold on. Who? Uh, Iggy Pop. All right. I'll kind of give that, but Iggy Pop was, Iggy Pop wasn't really a rapper. Uh, well, I think that you can set your mind to something, you know what I mean? Like, not with that attitude, he's not. No. Um, but yeah, so the song wasn't great. It was literally just Jim Harbaugh it was shouting. It was whatever. I mean, I was fine with it for like the first 15 seconds because, like you said, it was a decent beat and it kind of went with the song. If people are into it, great. But if I'm a recruit, that might, if I was on the fence, that didn't push me towards Michigan. No, I mean, and seeing Jim Harbaugh go crazy. I like that Harbaugh is kind of down for whatever, and he's also not hiding the fact that he's kind of just like a nerdy dad. Yeah, like, I mean, he wears normal, khakis all the time. He's not so trying to he, be cool. He's like, not he's, hiding it. He's going along with things that like the, the, the that people want, and he's in, he's doing the thing that dads will do is that they're indul they'll indulge their kids in what they like to do, but they won't try to overtake them. Like they'll still kind of bring their nerdy dad energy to it. You mean like Dabo good. Sweeney with. Doing the dab and the crazy dance moves for Clemson. Yeah, no, that's overtaking it. That, you know what I mean? No, that's what I mean. That was that's pretty bad and overtaking. Step too far. But if you just got Harbaugh, who's kind of outside on being like, "Yeah, nice dab, sweet. What do you want for dinner tonight? You know, you what want I mean? mac and cheese, buddy. That's that's kind of the thing. Put some hot dogs cut up into it. Now all of a sudden you got something. Mm, we get some um, ice cream afterwards. Don't tell mom though. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of my opinion on that. 
Yeah, I mean, I did, I, it was a take it or leave it type thing. I took the first 15 seconds, I'll leave the rest. Yeah, fair enough. I'll leave the other two minutes 15 seconds. Okay, the last thing that we want to do today, because um, this is, this is going to be uh, one of our most spectacular debates, I think. Ooh, okay. Um, is we're going we're gonna to start getting hyped for the Olympics, Greg. Oh, yeah. Bringing, that was my excitement for the Olympics. Yeah, we're bringing back uh, Start Edge Cut. We're bringing back SBC. We liked it. Um, Who doesn't like SBC? And we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna go through and do some Olympics this time. We're gonna do Olympic events that we really like, and we're gonna start with some some big ones, Greg. Basically, what we're doing is generalizing the first two. Yep. Because they're just exciting all around. Yep. And then we're gonna go super specific on the last one. So uh, which for James our, fought for to be in this. I'm yes, gonna let you people I know. Did. Um, so we're gonna do start bench cut for uh, swimming events, running events, and. Beach volleyball, specifically sprint events. Specifically sprint. When you events say running, I'm not. Both. I'm not putting distance in. Well, I, I want to also include. I want to also talk about the medleys, um, because I think that the medleys are fantastic. Yeah, that's a really fun thing for both the running and and the uh, the, uh, the swimming. So, uh, we're going to talk about both those things. Um, Greg, have you uh, compiled your SBC? I think so. Okay. So, I'm going to start sprint events. you start sprint events. I mean, who doesn't enjoy a good 100-meter dash? It's the best 10 seconds in sports. I mean, usually under 10 seconds. You got guys like Usain Bolt who can just fly down. I've seen him stumble and still get under 10 seconds, which is just amazing. The sprint events in general to me, I mean, I grew up in high school. I did track. I didn't do sprints. I was a weight guy. I did shot put and stuff. But I always enjoyed watching the sprint races. Just because it's just like amazing how quick some people can go. Uh, just in general, especially like the medleys like we're talking about. It's just pure speed and it's just something to watch. And it's in- amazing how fast they do it. Yeah, it's over in like two, three minutes. But it's just so exciting. Especially when you have guys that are barely like edging each other out. When it's literally winning by just like a foot crossing be- like by an inch or two over another. That's just pure adrenaline rush. You want to see it. Especially in the Olympics, it's all about team pride, nation pride. You're, you're amped up for it. It happens so fast. So sprints must start just because I think it's the most fun to watch. I'm going to go... Hmm. Do I go swimming? Do I go volleyball? I'm going to go... I'm going to go volleyball. Okay. I'm going to bench volleyball. You know, I've watched it a bunch. I've seen it in person. It's fun to watch. You know... People jumping all over the sand. You know, it gets really competitive towards the end, especially. It goes for a while. You can have games go for a little bit, so that also makes it fun. So I'm going super fast to start. Then I'm slowing it down a bit. I'm taking my time. I'm going to cut swimming. Wow. I don't want to. I like Phelps. I mean, I find swimming interesting. But since they only show at the top of the water half the time, you don't really, it doesn't seem like you really get the full effect. I feel like they should have like the double layered camera where it's on top and underneath in the water where like they show them sometimes to get the full effect of what's going on. But even then, it's not. It's exciting basically right at the end when it's the hands reaching for the wall because you really actually have no clue who won usually until the lines come up in like the pool lanes of first, second, third. So that's the only reason. At least with sprints and beach volleyball, you kind of see the clear winner, even if it's by a little bit. Um, not in volleyball because you kind of know because of the point scoring. But just in general, I'm going to cut I'm gonna cut swimming. It was hard to do. But so, yeah, start sprints, 
bench volleyball, cut swimming, James. Greg, uh, I appreciate your honesty and I appreciate what you're doing. I've never been more disgusted with you or anything that you've ever said. Um, so uh, I just want to go ahead and preface that. Um, I got to be honest, I've never heard such a horrendous list. Um, because the clear answer is you start swimming, my friend. You start it. Okay? Uh, swimming is exhilarating. You've got, first of all, uh, you've got the underwater shots. Love the underwater shots. Okay? Like you say that you can't really see very much. I can see plenty on the underwater shots. The bubbles coming out from the nose. <laughs> bubbles. The bubbles are streaming out from the nose. They do the flip thing where they're going, you know, like they push off from the wall. And then they got like the relays too where like you touch the wall and the other person dives in right over. All I love all that stuff. Uh, I've never been more exhilarated than when I watched Michael Phelps uh, swim. And that whole uh, Beijing Olympics was one of the most phenomenal athletic achievements I've seen. Exhilarated, huh? Exhilarated. Um, so I thought that that whole Beijing thing was fantastic. I thought it was fun in London as well, but there was nothing better than watching him in Beijing. Uh, and that was really cool. I like my Lochtes. I like all the kind of swimmings and whatnot. Um, I think that swimming is the best thing that the Olympics, one of the best things that the Olympics has to offer. Okay. Benching. Beach volleyball. Yes. I did I not love, see where this list was going. I love me some beach volleyball. I like the two-person game, but I also like the team. Um, I don't know if they do team and beach volleyball in the Olympics, but I like that as well. They don't do team beach. They just It's two-person beach volleyball. I think they might do team. They do team indoor. Gotcha. Um, but I still love the beach volleyball. I like the, I like the two-person one-on-one, uh, the two-person volleyball. Uh, I love this. I, I love playing beach volleyball. I played a lot of it this weekend. This is probably... You know, giving my opinion a little bias. But so we agree on the bench part. The set, spike, bump, all of it. I'm into it, okay? Um, I like the drama. I like the... Uh, th- there's there's so much, uh, you know, tension in between each point. It reminds me very much of tennis. Obviously, another net sport, but with the tension in between each point, which I love. You like the people holding the numbers behind the back. Love all that. Yep. Uh, calling out plays. I don't know. I don't understand the plays in volleyball. I actually do because my wife played in high school, so I had it explained to me one time. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't understand them, but I kind of like that I don't understand them. I don't want to understand okay, them. Okay. So I won't tell you. Please don't. Um, so bench beach volleyball because it's phenomenal. I'm cutting sprinting. Okay. okay. I did not see that coming. I am cutting sprinting. Okay. The spectacle of it is kind of fun because you're in an enormous thing. But if I wanted to watch running, Greg, I would just watch literally any other sport. <laughs> it's not even close to the same type of sprinting. Yeah. I don't care. Like it, it, it's, it's over in 10 seconds. There's so it's, it's, it's what it reminds me of like Kentucky Derby in the sense and horse racing in effect that there's like so much buildup. And there's so much talking about it and all this kind of stuff. And it's 10 seconds and it's over. And I know that Usain Bolt's going to win. Uh, no, not necessarily. What if he blows out? What if he blows a hammy? I don't want to watch that. I do. Could it be kind of interesting? No, I don't like. What the, about the medleys? The batons? The baton passing is so intense because yeah, you're like, I did try- is he going to drop it? Is he not? No, you're not going to drop it because they're Olympic fucking athletes. If no, they, they drop still it, drop it. Do you know how hard yeah. it is to do the baton? Yeah, I was in. Tra- I did track. So you know how hard it is. Yes. So you're not giving any credit to it. No, you know what's hard. Getting to the end of a pool where you can't even really see, and then doing a little flip thing around and getting all the way back. That's hard. You've tried it multiple times, haven't you? I mean, I don't know if I've tried it, because I, I get a lot of water in my ear and stuff like that. You tried it. Whatever. Definitely tried it. I do, like, 
Every Spr- kid's tried it at least. Take or leave. The first like week of the Olympics is swimming, and then the next week of the Olympics is sprinting, and I always lose interest after that. I lose interest when they put uh, like rowing on. Uh, that's kind of interesting to me. We're going to talk about all the all those other sports. We're going to do some star bench cuts for the Olympics. Most uh, boring sports, the pro sports versions. Yeah, I, I'm very exciting because we have got table tennis coming up and taekwondo and trampoline. Dude, so table I'm tennis for all this kind of stuff. so intense. But yeah, so your final is what? Again? Start swimming, bench, beach volleyball, and cut sprinting. Yeah, so I kind of disagree with you on everything except the middle. We flip-flopped our start and cut. But you know what? At least we have the bench to, you know, unify us. That's where, yep. that's where teams come together. I'm going to need our listeners in the sports dance to back me up here. I am 1 million percent right. Uh, it's pretty clear uh, to everybody involved that swimming is way better than sprinting. Yeah, and I mean, I might just have to put up like a, a lot of fun. I might just have to put up a poll that's more so just what would you rather start, sprints or swimming events? Because everybody's going to agree with us that you bench volleyball, I think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, people might say that volleyball, you would cut that one. But I think that the main argument that we have is between swimming and sprinting. And swimming. Sprinting. Is swimming is the best. Sprinting is the best. Um, Okay. Do we have anything else to cover, Greg? I don't know. Any last things you want to mention? Not really. Um, We kind of uh, made uh, something out of nothing, which is really impressive. Our MLB talk uh, was pretty good. What do we have for time? I mean, the people will find out when they listen. Okay, fair enough. We're, we're, we're in our typical range. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so from all of us here at the Sports Dance, the entire team behind all of our production, thanks for listening, guys. Tune in next week where we talk about, I don't know, more stuff. bullshit. Yeah, definitely The Olympics will get a little more involved. Oh, Greg, hey, congratulations. No basketball talk this time around. Yeah, I was actually going to say that at some point. I was like pretty impressed by us that we didn't even find anything to bring up at all. Yeah. Um, but so, don't worry, people. It'll probably be back because, you know, the Olympics has it. Yep, USA Basketball. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll include you if Paul George has another gruesome injury. How will this team mesh? Um, okay, cool. So from all of us here at the Sports Dance, thanks for listening, guys. Tune in next week. Like us on iTunes and right, uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of good stuff. stuff. Yeah. So see you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye.